Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Four mighty men. We've called this next section 4x4. How many of you guys like 4x4s? 4x4 trucks, 4x4 vehicles? Yeah. Well, it's a little bit different. But it's also going to help you get unstuck. It's going to help you get through the mud and where God's calling you to be. It's four mighty men that have four minutes each to deliver a message. They're going to be sharing about one of the biggest hulks that I know of in the Bible, Samson. He was a man of God, and how God had blessed him on the outside with these amazing gifts and amazing talents. And he was a warrior. But the biggest battle was the battle within. So we're going to talk about that battle within this morning. So ladies and gentlemen, would you please put it up for our first speaker, James Ponak! All right. You may be seated. Judges 16.1 says, One day Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. He went in to, uh, to spend the night with her. The people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night, saying, at dawn, we'll kill him. As we look at this verse, we need to realize three things for context. Number one, Samson was dedicated to God and empowered by God to bring judgment to the Philistines, the enemies of God's people. And number two, Samson was used by God even though Samson slept with a prostitute because God uses imperfect people to carry out his plans. And number three, Samson was on the way to Gaza because Gaza was the place of his calling. Now that we understand the context, let's get to point number one. We need to man up to keep us from falling in the place of our calling. Men, you have a place where you're called. Your family, your work, your church, your community, and you might be living it out every day. You might say that you're a decent husband, you love and take care of your kids, and you're a good employee or a good employer. But the story of Samson speaks to the undercurrent in our lives, the undercurrent. When you step into the ocean, you can't see the undercurrent, but it has the ability to pull you out to a place of no return. You may be fighting to stand your ground and performing the tasks of your calling, but you are you aware of the undercurrents in your life and how to deal with them? You see, Samson wasn't running from God. Samson was going to report for duty. Unlike the prophet Jonah, you might remember him, who ran away from God, Samson showed up to fulfill the call of God on his life. But there was an undercurrent in Samson's life, and it can be seen until the day of his death. What was that undercurrent? Samson was self-centered. Samson always thought about himself and how he felt about what people had done to him and how he was going to get revenge. Sure, Samson was used as an instrument of judgment for God's purposes, but Samson never seemed to care about what God thought about anything he did. The undercurrent of self-centeredness pulled Samson away from the path. Now, you might be thinking, I was sure you were going to say Samson struggled with lust. At least I'm not self-centered like him. I'm actually 
pretty giving and selfless as a person. Thanks for not talking about lust. Men, it is unlikely that many of you, if any of you, will sleep with a prostitute. But let me assure you, the prostitute isn't the issue. The undercurrent that pulls you toward the prostitute is the issue. Sure, many men have an issue with lust, and that issue may lead you to a real person or to a fantasy person on your cell phone. But consider this, the deeper issue in your life could be an offense, unforgiveness, bitterness, or anger towards your parents, your wife, or an authority figure in your life. And the issues of your heart will lead you off of the path into unfaithfulness and away from your calling if you don't deal with them. Samson never dealt with this issue, but you can. You can man up by dealing with the undercurrent in your heart. You can humble yourself before God, surrender the issue to Jesus, and tell someone who can pray for you and walk with you to freedom. This will keep you from falling in the place of your calling. God bless you. Round number two, let's give it up for our very own Coach Delton. But Samson lay there only until the middle of the night. Then he got up and took hold of the doors of the city gate together with the two posts, tore them loose, bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Sometimes as men, we see a threat coming or we sense it. For me, I sense it a lot at my, my current place of work and past ones. You can, you can see and sense that the environment is toxic and punishing, but some of us choose to ignore that sense and sit on our assets, and others choose to prepare for it and stand for what they believe. For example, has any man in here had a coworker start trash-talking their wife behind her back into your face? Can I get some hands? Okay, yeah, I'm not alone. What do you do? Do you join in with the other guys in agreement, affirming all that negativity, or do you wake up, listen to the sense, pick up the gate, bar and all, start standing up for what you believe in, and you start speaking on how amazing your wife is and that the, the gift of God that she is for you. And that this isn't your experience, what they're saying to you. Come on, if you give that just a little bit of leeway, it will jump out and attack you when you least expect it. You don't have to be approved by man if you are appointed by God. You're in full-time ministry, men. Full-time doesn't mean paid. It means blessed. I've witnessed our worship pastor, Pastor Rudy, protect his wife when she wasn't there. Coach Darcy, Pastor Rudy, and myself, we used to all work at the same facility together. Pastor Rudy was our foreman. And, uh, yeah, this one time I, I remember he was, uh, he was just at work and the guys started to surround him and they started slamming their spouses and talking, talking junk about them. And Pastor Rudy puts his head up high, shoulders back and said, that's not my experience. I love my wife. She is the love of my life. He is the same man on and off stage. He set the standard in that shop, broke the gates down and set a path to that mountain or our dad. We grew up farming, and, and there were many hard times, we, and, and many times he had to lean on God, and 
he sensed something coming. And I remember when our field started to turn to swamp, and, and I remember every night he would, he would still sit us down. He would pray with us. We'd read our Bibles, no matter how hard it was on him. And you have to understand that my, my dad purchased that land from his dad, my grandpa, and that was to be our life. That was, that was legacy. And didn't matter. My dad, he, he is a man of... He is a man of consistency, and he is a man of integrity. And he went, he got another job on top of farming so that he could make sure that his wife and his boys were taken care of. He broke the gate of fear for me and my brother because we know as men today, no matter what dad's got us, and no matter what God's got us, they manned up. And I've read that the gates of Gaza had represented the gates of hell. Samson didn't just drop the gates. He made a point with them. Our sins are made clean every day. And in this scripture, to show the men hiding in that town that God had Samson's back, nowhere do I see it say that Samson turned back to make sure that he wasn't being followed. Our strength comes from the joy of the Lord. Let's give God his job back. Stop taking his work so he can finish developing the warriors that you are and hold fast our mission and hold fast our calling. Point two is to hold fast. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got a heart of gold. He's tough as nails. I like to call him Ripped Rick. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Rick. There we go. There we go. Let's continue on with the story of Samson. Judges 16.45. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. I'm calling this message today, No Test Pilots. Now, when I read the encounter, the Bible encounter of Samson, I see a man who did not honor women. The first thing I notice is that all of his relationships with women were founded with sex. Right at the start of the story, Samson says to his parents, go to Timnah and bring back one of their daughters to be his wife. His parents attempt to talk sense into him, but he says to them, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. I get the impression that the only way he really knew this woman was sexually. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 19, 5, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Jesus did not say his girlfriend, his fiance, his partner, or his one-night stand He said his wife. Now, hey, to all the married men in here, you are not off the hook, and that includes me. Because Jesus said, I say to you that whoever, hands up if you're whoever, that should be all of us, whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Man, we need to honor our wives not only in how we treat them, but also in our thought life as well. If you see a pretty woman and have lustful thoughts, you are not honoring your wife. Cast them out in Jesus' name. If you're watching porn, you are not honoring your wife. 
God created sex to be a beautiful, intimate act between a husband and a wife, but Satan has perverted it. The Bible is very clear. Sex out of marriage is sin. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. I know this death. When I was about 10 years old, a friend of mine showed me his dad's collection of Playboy magazines. At that moment, a dirty, foul spirit came on me, and my view of women became distorted. I unknowingly gave Satan a place, and this led to a life of sexual immorality. By my 40s, I was so tormented by guilt, shame, condemnation, that I fell into a deep depression. When I was 46 years old, I gave my life to Jesus, and he saved me from this. It's been almost 12 years since then, and in that time, I met my wife at church, and we've now been married for almost nine years. We have built a relationship founded on love and honor, respect and truth, and guess what, men? I'm having the best sex I have ever experienced in my life. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new man by changing the way you think. The world has sexualized women and young girls and says that it's good. But the Bible says in Isaiah 520, woe call evil good and good evil. Search your heart, man, and ask yourselves. We need to ask ourselves, where do we stand in all of this? Listen, this is not a message of condemnation, but this is a message of hope. And our hope is in Jesus Christ. Jesus is our way out. Men, we need to be men that stand out in this world. It's time to be the men that God has called us to be. We are called to honor women. We are called to be their protectors, not their predators. It's time to man up. Thank you. Right on. Okay, now we're going deep. Are you ready for more? Are you ready for more? Okay. Last but not least, uh, you know this man is a man that gives so much. He pours his heart out. He worships. He does everything he can as if he was doing it unto the Lord. What you don't see is the way this man works tirelessly behind the scenes to make things possible, especially at this men's conference. And now he's going to share his heart with you. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Pastor Rudy Stoas. Hip-hop, hippity, hip-hop. I guess I'm a rapper now. Wow, two people laughed. That was funny. All right, I'm going to continue the story of Samson. So I'm going to read out of Judges, uh, starting in uh, chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. So it says, when Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, come back once more. He has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair and so began to subdue him and his strength left him. 
<clears throat> the first word that comes to my mind here is manipulation. So how many times was Samson going to let Delilah try and subdue him before he realized that she wasn't playing around? The fact that she called in and hid these Philistine men every single time should have been a sign to him that he was playing with fire. But the enticement of lust, like Rick just talked about, had blinded his eyes to see even the most obvious signs. We've all been there. And maybe he did see them, but chose to continue on anyway. And we might be thinking, how could he be so dumb? right? The truth of the matter is, we all have been Samson. It's just that our Delilah might look different. We've all gone back to things that we knew weren't healthy for us. And it's not just relationships we run back to. It can be unhealthy purchases. It can be debt. It can be possession. All the things that the world offers to help us feel better, right? We often go back to those things because of the feelings attached to the situation. I'm speaking to myself here, guys. But may I remind you that feelings might be fickle, but acting on feelings is playing with fire. And feelings can often mislead us into a place where we feel only lust and become numb to love. That's a scary place to be. And as men, I'm calling you to read Colossians 3 verses 5 to 8. Write these down. It says this. And that means killing off everything connected with that way of death. Sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like it, and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. It's because of this kind of thing that God is about to explode in anger. It wasn't long ago that you were doing all that stuff and not knowing any better, but you know better now. So make sure it's all gone for good. Bad temper, irritability, meanness, profanity, dirty talk. Colossians 3, 5, 8 in the message version. But when we do stumble, because I don't want this to be a message of condemnation because we've all been there, we've all stumbled, we've all fell. There's hope at the end of that. Lamentations 3, 19 to 21. I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all. Oh, how well I remember the feeling of hitting the bottom. But there's one other thing I remember. And remembering, I keep a grip on hope. Right after this are the famous verses that say this. Because of the Lord's great love... We are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So we might remember all those things, but we have to remember that his mercies are made new every single morning. It says, great is God's faithfulness. His compassions never fail. We have all messed up, and we have all fallen short. So this is not a message of condemnation, like I said, but rather a message of caution. Be careful what you run back to because you are li- you're called to live to a higher standard. Don't make decisions based on feelings. And whenever you're tempted to run back to something, ask yourself this, based on my past, where I am right now, and where I want to be in the future, is this the wise thing to do? 
So I'm going to leave you with this takeaway. Replace your feelings with faithfulness. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.